Honestly, I've just, I've always like written songs that I have no fucking idea what they mean. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 32, we have Hannah Mohan, lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist for the indie rock trio and the kids. Their freewheeling, fun, and quirky alt-rock sound is inspired by such diverse artists as Modest Mouse, Rilo Kiley, The Doors, and The Police. And the kids formed in my hometown of Northampton in Massachusetts. Along with Hannah, the band consists of Rebecca Laspinaro on drums, Megan Miller on synthesizers and percussion, and Taliana Katz on bass. I first met Hannah and Rebecca back when we were all teenagers, going to an alternative education center together. Those two always had some serious musical chemistry. As I say in the interview, they were thick as thieves. In 2012, the fledgling duo met Megan when the three were all interns at the Institute for the Musical Arts in Goshen, Massachusetts, and soon after welcomed her into the band. Recently, Megan has battled visa problems as a Canadian citizen and has been forced out of the United States for five years. In response, Anne the Kids chose to record their second and latest album, Friends Share Lovers, in Montreal so that she could participate. The trio subsequently added bassist Taliana Katz, a close and trusted friend who also attended the Institute for the Musical Arts, to maintain a full live sound uh, in Miller's forced absence from American touring. Hannah and her band are pretty big time at this point. I mean, they're constantly touring to packed audiences. They've been featured on NPR Music, Tiny Desk Concert, Stereo Gum, and many other sites. I'm finding that interviewing artists that have been through the press circuit a few times is a bit different than talking to someone who's getting interviewed for the first time. You have to be a little more imaginative with your questions, but Hannah was gracious as always, very enjoyable to talk to. So let's get right into it. Hello? Hey. Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for making the time to, to do this with me. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Um, I'm just in Detroit. Oh, in Detroit. Okay. I thought you were going to yeah. be in Canada for some reason. I was, and then we decided to leave a day earlier. That's why I was like driving all day. Huh. How long are you there? Just um for tonight and tomorrow night. So we play a show tomorrow. Yeah, so you guys are in the middle of uh, your tour right now, right? Yeah. So how's that been going so far? It's good. We were just in Canada for a little bit, doing a smaller tour with our keyboard player because she got deported. So oh God, that sucks. She's not allowed. She's not allowed in the states for a couple more years. So jeez, we're just like we got to play some shows up there with her first, and now we're doing our like Americans <laughs> part of the tour. Wow. So how, yeah, how did that happen? That. You guys were gigging around the States and then somebody caught up to you and... No, she actually... Well, she stayed too long in the States. Yeah, we were gigging here and getting our start. And then she she just, like, stayed too long. And so when she went to go visit her family for Christmas, they didn't let her back in. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Wow. So if she's from Canada, how did you guys meet her? We met her at the Institute for the Musical Arts, which is, like... They have like summer programs for women in music and they do 
It was like for specifically for recording. And that was in Massachusetts? Yeah, in Goshen, West Mass. <laughs> so what did you guys get into over there? Like recording in a studio or? Yeah, like, yep, learning, learning Pro Tools and pre different preamps and different microphones, different uses and how the different roles is like engineering and producer and all that. Yeah, kind of the nitty gritty of the recording studio. Yeah. All right, but let's let's go back from that. So it's she was your uh, third member, I suppose. Yep. Yep. But originally it was you and uh, Rebecca. Yep. So how long have you guys been working together? Well, we've been playing together since middle school, and then we and then we dropped out of high school together, and then <laughs> that's when we met you at North Star. That's right. So we basically like dropped out of high school to play to play music, and so we've been playing ever since yeah when i first met you guys it was like my first day of going to that uh homeschooling center north star in western mass and uh yeah. you two were chilling out in the the music room you were there an awful lot for a while yeah we hogged it <laughs> we hogged it. <them. laughs> yeah you and that like awful metal band <laughs> yeah i actually saw maddie maddie plays in like this um like three-piece country band now. Oh, I think I saw them. They're pretty good, actually. It was actually incredible. Yeah. It was actually incredible, yeah. She, she certainly <laughs> evolved as a musician. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you and Rebecca, you met when you guys were pretty young. You both dropped out together? Yep. It was like a, a joint decision? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, well, yeah. She dropped out, and then she was like, come on, drop back. <laughs> 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 I was like, fuck it. I'm not really not doing anything yet. Besides, you know. Dealing with high school. I was just skipping school and hanging out with her anyways. So might as well go full time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I did. I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. And here you are now. Yep. In Detroit. In Detroit. <laughs> so yeah, you guys have been thick as thieves for a long time. I remember it was a, you guys were like a duo for a good while. Just the two of you playing together. Yeah. And uh, you mm -hmm. always you were always the uh, the songwriter. Yeah, we didn't didn't start out like that. Uh, Rebecca was writing for, at first. Oh, she was. Yeah, well, and that was like the very very beginning in like middle school. And then uh, you started <laughs> writing a lot more songs, and you certainly took over yeah. on like uh, main vocals and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, how long have you been writing songs? Since middle school. Okay, so it so, all started yeah, since around. Since I was like yeah. twelve. I don't know. Hard to say though. I feel like I. I was really starting to. I feel like I was been writing songs since I could like sing, since I could talk though. Okay. My family always made fun of me for like singing around the house. Just like they would be like, "Can I go get this?" And I'd be like, "Gonna go get that now." <laughs> you know, I'd be like, just just like making up shit. You always had music They'd on your mind. They'd make fun of me. Yeah. Yeah. So, what were you uh, listening to during your formative years? Who were your your big musical idols? Well, that has changed a lot. I used to, I'd say my first ever big influence was probably Shania Twain, you know, when really? I was like in elementary school. Yeah, when I was really young, that was like, that's how I got started singing, for real. I was like, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have <laughs> Music guessed. is the best. Yeah, and then it went, you know, and then obviously I was a teenager, and so I'm like, fuck yeah, Nirvana. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. Yeah, go ahead. But. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, you know, I got into grunge, but mostly it was 
wasn't really grunge that I liked. I liked the pop aspects of Nirvana, but then also I just liked every all that like psychedelic, the Doors, like all that stuff. But then I when, once I found indie music, like I didn't even know indie music existed. And then when I found out it existed, that's when like my whole world like started revolving around music. Mm. Like when I first heard Rilo Kylie and The Shins and Oh yeah, The Shins <laughs> are a big kind of gateway like, drug yeah. for that sort of music. Yeah, and Modest Mouse and like that stuff just was like speaking to my soul. <laughs> so that's that's the stuff I never even stopped listening to. Like I still listen to that. I'm like, right, right. yes. That's what stuck with you eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I also remember you were pretty big into Annie DeFranco. I think you had her haircut yeah. too at, at one point. Oh my god, yeah. I, I I was just thinking about that the other day, how I like took on all these different personas and I was writing all these songs at the time that really sounded like the people. Like I took on I really like tried on so many different outfits and then I finally just like found my own. But I was just thinking about that because when I was in my like Ani DeFranco phase, I was like writing songs with really fast phrasing, you know, fast speaking phrasing, but also um, like Kimya Dawson was one of those two. Oh, like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. I still love her music. Yeah. The Moldy Peaches. Yes. That's a classic they're just, they're just a legendary band all right yeah so you went through all these kind of musical phases and then when did uh like you said you got really into indie music and that's when things started to stick so like yeah around uh what age do you think this was like where in your uh your music career did you really like 14 or 15 okay well, i don't think i had found my sound but i found like what i liked and so then i was like gonna try to achieve that <laughs> and then uh so you were doing the the duo with Rebecca, and then a few years later you found, um, I'm sorry, her name was Megan? Megan, yep. So you found Megan, and uh, was that the uh, original incarnation, was you three guys? Yeah, well, we had, our band used to be like a longer band name, and it also used to have more, more people in it, like we used to be called And the Kids and the Pirates. Oh, that's and right, yeah, yeah. we had like yeah, yeah. three other, we had like three other members or something, and that's like when the band really started. Like we didn't stop. We haven't stopped playing. So it started from like Andy at least Kids well, and the at least for me and Rebecca. But yeah, but then like, like you know we shed the half of that name and we shed half of the people. Okay, yeah, <laughs> or you went most of them. But so like Megan was in. She was in and the Kids and the Pirates like for like one or two shows before we like changed our name and like changed the lineup or. I don't really know. It wasn't very. It wasn't very long before we were like, "This is a lot of, of everything right now." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I remember at one. Okay, so that must have been like. I remember at one point you kind of brought me in for a session, like me and my like Juno one hundred six synthesizer, mm -hmm, trying some yeah. keyboard stuff out. And I was like, "Guys, I'm, this only makes helicopter noises. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really so funny figuring out I what love sounds the Junos. to make. Yeah, I mean, they do sound pretty cool, but got to be used correctly. Um, yep. So, yeah, you so you had a big group, and then you shed, like, half your members, and there was, like, a, a conscious effort to yeah. make it, like, all female? No, it just ended up like just that. Ended up like, that way. the two other people that were in the band were just kind of shitheads, and we we're like, we need to kick <laughs> them out. And then, then we realized, we we're like, great, we kicked them out, and we looked around, and we're like... Now I guess we're a girl band. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess now people are going to call us this, which is whatever. 
People but, never say, know. oh, this is a guy band. There's only guys in the group. It's kind of yeah. weird to turn that around. I know. Yeah, especially like, yeah, you wouldn't say like boy boy band. You'd only say that to like talk about NSYNC or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. I try, I try to make a conscious decision to say that about <laughs> boy bands. Like, oh yeah, what's that boy band? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also we have Taliana in the band now too, so she right, plays your fourth bass. Member. After Megan, after Megan got deported a couple of years ago, we called her and we were kind of planning on her being in the band anyways. I don't know if she knew it or not, but once she like graduated high school. And so it just happened that she did just graduate high school and then Megan got deported. And then we were like, come on, come be in the band, please. Hmm. Called her crying. How manipulative. <laughs> come on. And she was somebody <laughs> else from that, uh, that music program in Goshen? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. I still go back there. It's amazing. Good people. Oh, I'm playing a festival there, actually. Oh, you are? This August. August 18th or 19th. I can't remember. But, yeah, they do, like, every five years they, they're doing these festivals now where they just, like, have the people from the camps come out and play songs. And, yeah, I don't know. Just try, try to showcase their alumni. Yeah, sounds like a good time. So, yeah, how long does your tour go on for? Okay, it's till mid-August, and then we are, where are we after that? Oh, yeah, and then we're back up in Canada writing music with Megan. Wow, so, I mean, your second album just came out, like, uh, a month or two ago, Friends Show uh, Lovers. Oh, no, that was last year, that was last year. Oh, that was all, okay, that was a whole year ago. I know, but it actually takes... It takes a while for stuff to get to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but I was going to say, like, uh, you're, I mean, you already had your second album come out not too long ago, and you guys are already uh, making sure you're working on new material. Yeah. So what does the, uh, the song-making process look like for the band these days? Like, do you write pretty collaboratively, or are you bringing everything in yourself? Or It's, um, it's really both. Um, when we're not around when we're not all together for a while i write a lot of songs and then i bring them in and then we write our parts but if we have enough time together it's really nice because we get to like jam and i feel like we come up with really cool songs because everything fits together super nicely and it's not like somebody's trying to like really hard to like just write a part for a song i wrote you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's got to be organic yeah it's pretty cool that way it's just like we just come up with like way different stuff than if i just write the songs and I mean, that's just about half of what we do, I think. You know, I feel like you might be able to, like, just tell which ones are clearly just, like, singer-songwriter, but then, like, which ones were a little more intricate and, like, all together. Yeah, I mean, I remember the songs you wrote back when uh, we were both in Massachusetts that I'd hear. You definitely had a very distinctive style. It was very silly and... Your melodies were very, uh, you had a big range in your vocal melodies, I think. I don't know, you had like a particular style. And then listening to some more of the band's music, I can hear that that's kind of just like one component and like something else that's going on. I can hear that it's like yeah. a lot of people making music together. Yeah, exactly. Do you think you'll ever, I don't know, have a, a side project or a solo project going on at the same time? Or it all it's goes into like... the band? I'm actually thinking, well, it has been all going into the band, but I'm thinking, like, we have so many songs for this next album, and 
Like when we just sit down and write and jam, the songs sound so different from the ones I come up with. Especially nowadays, I feel like I'm going, I'm going for a more specific, like quieter thing. But so it might end up being we might end up like cutting all my little quiet songs, and then I'll be like, "Fuck it, I'll just put all these out myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can happen. Yeah, and that would be cool. I'd be fine either way. Yeah, that's my next little thing here. It's too bad we can't see each other. I always get thrown off when it's audio only. But um, I'm so used to it now. Oh, you are. I do so many phone interviews. Oh, you do a lot of phone interviews now. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, when it's like when I'm on a album cycle, it's it's all I do every day. So as opposed <laughs> to as opposed to email or. Yeah, I mean, it's nice when people like it's nice when people email the questions so I can like really think about them, but. It's it's I'm getting better at talking on the phone. It used to be so awkward, and we used to do them all at once, right? Like we would oh, all sit exhausting. around the phone. We'd all sit around the phone, and like somebody would ask us something, but we'd be super nervous. And so somebody would say something, and we'd all look at that person and give them this glare, and then they'd be like, "Well, fuck you, I'm not talking now." And so none of us would talk, and it would just be like this crazy like thing. So it's like it doesn't need to happen. Like one person can just do it. You know, it's way better. Yeah. Uh, is this your first podcast though, or you done other podcasts? Yeah, this is. I think this is our first podcast. Oh, nice! Welcome to the world of the uh, internet. The internet, <laughs> internet radio, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you say the band's sound has evolved over time between the first album to the second album to uh, what you guys are planning on working on now? Well, in like a comprehensive way, to think about like how the sound has changed, our bass player wasn't even on the first album so we had a keyboard we had keys synth bass on the first album so that's already like a change i don't know if people would even maybe notice but Hmm. it definitely changes the style of playing that you can you can't slide on a keyboard you know and that's kind of more like the doors yeah it was really cool exactly and we actually tried to we tried to think about that we watched some of their videos like how do we do this okay i think we need to like and we consciously like put the bass with the bass drum as much as we could to really emphasize both uh, of them. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it gives it more of a, a punch rather than, because, you know, keyboards can be a little mute sometimes. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so this second album, it sounds different because Taliana's on it, so that's something. But also we <laughs> we used a lot of reverb on the second album. I think we all realized that we went into a deep dark hole and mm. we're gonna try to get out of that hole now <laughs> so you want to go for more dry not that we don't like not that we don't like it we kind of like that spacious thing that we get but there's a lot going on with all of us and we all want to do so much and so it's like there's no reason for us to be putting so much effects on because everything takes up space anyway so oh yeah we're just like trying to be so i think we're gonna like make another turn like we made a turn to the deep dark and now we're going to make a turn the complete opposite way and see what that's like. I'm going to play some acoustic guitar. We're going to play some just like more acoustic stuff and but also have the synth, which I think would be super cool. Sounds like a good uh, setup. And I imagine by now you It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it would sound cool. We'll see. Yeah, sounds good on paper. <laughs> yeah, right. I imagine by now you guys certainly know your way around the studio a lot more, how to uh, arrange and produce and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're actually gonna we're gonna be recording ourselves this next album, pretty sure. Oh, self-recorded. 
we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna say, fuck it. We've been our whole lives have been leading up to this. <laughs> Let's just do it. So doing the whole touring, performing, recording, the, the pro musician thing now, how has it um, matched or exceeded your expectations or how has it been different from what expectations you had going in? I guess I didn't really have expectations, but the only thing I guess is like, it's cool to like, just get to flat out meet people that you just idolize, even if you know that they're not like huge, but like, you just don't think you could ever like meet them or talk to them and like getting to like meet those people and see how cool they are. And they actually like know your music. And I think that's, that's probably the coolest thing. And the most like interesting thing about like where I've come. So feeling like, uh, they're in your peer group now or something. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like, feeling like I'm pretty. Who have you met that you were kind of starstruck by or you had that experience? Yeah, geez. Basically everybody. I met somebody from St. Seneca and I was like obsessed with them and I got to meet, I got, I played with, we played with Pale Hound and met, we're about to play with Speedy Ortiz and these are all people that I'm like, ah, I love them so Mm. much and, but I've met them too. So it's weird to like geek out (laughs) because if they hear it, they'll be like, (laughs) yeah, to like meet somebody as a fan, but also just somebody you know personally try to be normal yeah it's yeah (laughs) what have been like uh, some of your favorite places to play shows any surprisingly awesome cities to to check out and stuff uh oh a surprisingly interesting city is louisville kentucky because you wouldn't think but they are having some fun there (laughs) everything else you're just like oh i already knew this place was fun like yeah cool we love denver we love portland (laughs) it's all it's all obvious atlanta sweet savannah but kentucky surprised you yep but (laughs) yeah it did and and i don't know i was like just the midwest in general i was always like a little skeptical about now that we've been touring here like since since our since like you know probably for about a year now because before we were just going around new england and then down south and then we went you know to texas and then Mm -hmm. all to california but we never did the midwest so this year we were really focusing on the midwest and i had like i think i don't even know what it is maybe it's because i really like nature and there's nothing appealing out here for me just cornfields there's you know exactly and literally tumbleweeds but (laughs) But yeah, I mean it's 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 been nicer and nicer the more I come here and cool, I'm yeah. getting over my cynicalism about it, cynicism, whatever. So yeah, you guys have done definitely your fair sh- share of touring by this point, mm-hmm. seen the yeah. the country, and you guys still get along pretty well. There hasn't been too much. Yeah, no, we figure out what works. We're I think we're like really good at communicating. So yeah, there might be some stuff like we don't agree on or whatever, but we're all like. If we all lay it down on the table and nobody bottles anything up, mm. we're good to figure it out. And we're like, we can't make compromises, you know, that's like, that's my thing. Sounds like a marriage. <laughs> Compromise. I know it sounds to me, it sounds like a family. It's like we're yeah. compromising. We got to meet in the middle because you're not always going to agree. Um, you have any particular themes or concepts in mind for your upcoming album? Certain things you've been going over? I mean, besides just the, the sonic approach that you were describing earlier. Not really. I I feel like 
it's not as great like branding wise and whatever. It's not so great for marketing if you don't know like what your shtick is, but you know, and like what oh, it's like specifically a breakup album or whatever. But Yeah. Sometimes you can't force that. Honestly, I've just I've always like written songs that I have no fucking idea what they mean. <laughs> and and those are like some of my best songs and I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to write whatever comes out of my heart and not think about it too much because when I think about it too much, I think that's when like the bad lyrics come out. <laughs> no, I think you're exactly right. It's got But to... I don't know. So I'm going to try that again. I'm going to try doing that again. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to come organically if you overthink it yeah and then people can just people can just tell me what they think the songs are about and then when people ask me in interviews i'll just say that i'll just say whatever people tell me (laughs) yeah i guess that's kind of how it ends up working out i mean yeah when i personally when i write songs i'm not thinking about literal meanings at all most of the time and then people really seem to have strong feelings on what the songs end up being about or they they read into it in a certain way that's always interesting to see yeah oh i think it's really funny when people like okay i wrote i um time will on our first album the song time time will tell it's like i love you but you hate yourself but you hate yourself blah blah, blah. um but somebody like wrote in this article they were like uh, it, they just like went into depth about how this song was like about like a boyfriend or something <laughs> it's just so just funny assumed. because that is like the last that's the last place I would take it. Because I was thinking, like, it could be literally anybody. It could be about literally anybody, like your parents, your friend. It could be about a partner, but, what you know, boyfriend. It's, like, it's just so funny. I was just, like, I really never even thought about that. And you're just, like, you just think you know. You just think you know everything about it. Yeah, it also must be exhausting to be a, a music reviewer or a music writer because you just have to keep generating <laughs> these, these assumptions about what the music means just to like use all the words that you're supposed to use to, to keep I mean the you don't have coming. to you don't right but you don't have to talk about what you think it's about you could just be like wow these lyrics and these lyrics you know your job is just to kind of like put that stuff in there like I like reading about songs that's like I like reading the ones that are like my favorite lyrics were these ones and these ones Cause they made me feel cool. Like they made mm. me feel like this or like, I've never heard it put like that, but like, Oh yeah. <laughs> About this hard relationship where you love the person, but they can't love you because this, and I'm like, never said that. <laughs> You're just like making up lyrics for me that I would never write. <laughs> Maybe they're secretly uh, aspiring to be a songwriter themselves and it's their only outlet. Maybe you're right. Sorry about that. I always got to remember <laughs> that. <laughs> whatever so do you guys still all live in massachusetts most of the time or are you just on the road so much that you don't stay in one place too often i guess you said you're recording in canada now yeah it's hard i think right now i i've lost all meaning of what what living means (laughs) (laughs) living you don't even want to have it habitating whatever it's called you're just all over the place i don't know just because yeah what does it mean where do i live i live in my van i'm living in detroit for two days i'm living when when i'm just on break i guess i'm in massachusetts but there is no break because we're just like my next break 
is technically all right yeah like my break from touring is in montreal but i'm gonna be writing up there right but if i had just a break where i was just farting around i would just fart in massachusetts so you feel more and more like a canadian then spending a lot of your time no i'm getting scared because you can only spend six months out of the year there without getting a visa Uh... um i just feel like after we record our album in december and january it's going to be a little sketchy to go back for a while so but yeah i mean i feel like i i feel like i live in massachusetts it's like always my home i love it there so much you grew up there too right yeah yeah it's a nice place to be able to go back to once in a while i just happen to like it yeah i don't know maybe you don't remember this but uh back when i was in uh, western mass making more like electronic music i remember i had you come and lay down some vocals on a couple of tracks i made stuff I was producing and you kind of ad-libbed over it. I don't know if you if you recall this at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. Are you talking about at Northstar? Because we did it at Northstar once and then I did it at your studio. Yeah, yeah, when too, I had right? like a kind of a makeshift studio. Yeah. I thought it came out pretty cool. Are you uh, open to the idea of collaborating with other artists in the future? Or I love, yeah, I super love collaborating. It's so fun and so it's really cool when people ask me too. I love it. So if anybody's listening to this, ask me too. <laughs> yeah, I just like sang on a couple different bands' albums this year. And none of them have come out yet, so oh, I'm all in all. You're waiting. <laughs> no, I mean, they're coming out soon. They're coming out soon. But I'm excited. Yeah, that's always cool with the, uh, the advent of the internet and sharing files online and stuff. Like, it's really easy to contribute to a lot of different people's music without having to schlep to wherever i know we should do that again yeah i'm down i'll, I'll let you i haven't uh been doing so much electronic stuff recently but i'll, I'll let you know if i need like a uh no i like your freaky... new pop stuff it's so good oh thank you yeah it's uh i'm doing kind of a more traditional approach right now but it would be fun oh my to God, do, it's uh, so good. get back to the digital stuff well you in seattle i am in seattle yeah i've been here for almost a year wow you ever play seattle yeah, we have um, just once or twice. The sushi's good there, right? It's cheap. <laughs> or am I thinking of Vancouver? I might be thinking of Vancouver. No, I think as far as American sushi goes, it's, it doesn't get much better than than here. And there's some places that aren't too expensive. Yeah, I can't. I sometimes I mix up Vancouver and Seattle. There's similarities. I mix them up. <laughs> like the distance from each other. Yeah. Yeah, I think Vancouver and Seattle are maybe more similar to each other than Seattle and Portland, but that could be yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's it's great that you get to go to all these different places and get a feel for all the different cities and around the country. And have you gotten a tour outside the the U.S. and Canada, like gone to Europe or anything yet? Yeah, we went some um, this past fall, and it was you know obviously a dream come true. But I got laryngitis when I was there, no. so we had to cancel five shows. And oh. then we were like, oh, my God, no, we can't keep doing this. Like, we're going to, like, run out of money. And so we played the shows, and I didn't sing, and Megan and Rebecca just sang all my parts. <laughs> oh, was, we did that for two, two shows, and then, I, and then I started singing again. But it was kind of nice because then we got some, like, days off to just, like, be on vacation in London. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. All right, well, uh, best of luck with the rest of the tour. 
And uh, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Anytime. And I hope the uh, sessions in Montreal go well. Look forward thanks. to hearing what you guys come up with next. Thanks much. Talk to, let's talk soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sweet. Bye. That was the ever charming Hannah Mohan. I hope you all got a kick out of that. Really hope we can meet up again sometime if they ever come by Seattle. If you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion, show your love by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes. And thanks again to everybody who's done that so far. Really appreciate it. Sign up for the Niagara Moon mailing list to get weekly updates on the podcast and for my musical project, Niagara Moon. Go to niagaramoonmusic.com and scroll down to enter in your email address. Find the podcast on Facebook at Talking About the Passion. I'm also on Twitter at TATP Podcast and on Instagram at Niagara Moon Music. If you want to write to me with any suggestions, questions, or comments about the podcast, you can email TATPPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Pantheon Bar off my recent album, Eating Peaches. Coming up now, I'm actually going to share with you that song that I mentioned in our interview, the one I collaborated on with Hannah all those years ago. I think this is from like 2012 or 2011, back when I was just producing electronic music and uh, didn't know jack about mixing or anything else. For the last few years, I've just been keeping it to myself. It's not available online anymore. I thought it would be fun to throw it into this episode, however. It's called The Lark. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in again next Wednesday.